This is Morning Edition on NHPR. I'm Rick Ganley, and this is the New Hampshire News Recap. We're getting into this week's top headlines. The five main Republican candidates vying to take on Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan met in their first debate ahead of the state primary. And former Vice President Mike Pence made a stop in New Hampshire. Joining me now to talk about this week's news in politics is our senior reporter, Josh Rogers. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Rick. Josh, you've been reporting that it's uh, insiders versus outsiders among the top Republican candidates running for Senate in the state primary. Who who are the insiders and who are the outsiders? Well, that is one way to look at this race. I mean, you can overcook any thesis, but, you know, with that stipulation, we can fairly call Chuck Morse, state Senate president, uh, the insider, uh, followed by Kevin Smith, whose whole career has really been in and around government. He was town manager in Londonderry for eight years. He also uh, ran for governor. Um, all the others, really, Don Bolduc, Bruce Fenton, Vikram Mancharamani, the five main candidates, those three are really trying to run as outsiders, uh, sort of different variants. Uh, Bolduc, of course, ran two years ago, and he received 50,000 votes in the Republican primary, but was you know, rejected by much of the GOP establishment. And he built this campaign that way. It's, it's a populist. He's been a big critic of Governor Sununu's COVID policies. Bullock hasn't really raised much money to speak of, but you have to consider him the front runner at this point, narrowly. I mean, every poll suggests he's the front runner. Um, the other outsider, so-called, uh, Bruce Fenton, Bitcoin investor, Free State Project member, uh, kind of a Ron Paul-style Republican. And then there's uh, Vikram Mancharamani, who's relatively new to New Hampshire, no real political footprint here, an academic background, a business background, uh, now focusing a lot on the loss of a job he had at Harvard where he was a lecturer, where he said he was canceled for, for running as a Republican. I mean, the you know, the bottom line for all these candidates, uh, you know, Morse and uh, Smith included, is that none of these guys are terribly well known to the general public. Uh, but, you know, the universe of primary voters is small, mm-hmm. um, likely to be south of 150,000 people to cast ballots in this primary. So, you know, the race is a muddle. The fact that Chris Sununu decided to seek another term in Concord rather than run for Senate sort of remains this this uh, contest's biggest moment. You know, this is at a time when there are obvious political headwinds for yeah. Democratic incumbent Maggie Hassan, the economy, Biden, um, the fact that she's not really crossing the 50 percent threshold in, in approvals in, in any polls. Uh, but so, you know, for any Republican, they have a standard chance on paper. But, you know, this race is far from over the primary. St. Anselm College came out with a poll that said – you know, close to half likely GOP primary voters don't know who they're going to select. Yeah, and but but what about the actual the actual issues here? As we're, we're what, about three four weeks now from the primary, where where do these candidates differ on policy questions? Well, as articulated, there hasn't been a, a huge amount of difference. Uh, they agree that the top issues are the economy, inflation. Um, there has been some uh, slight differences around immigration policy. All want a more secure border. Um, you know, one interesting thing that came out, and and you know, just a small correction: this wasn't the first time they debated. They, but one thing that came out in in, a, in an earlier debate uh, that took place last weekend was, you know, Bruce Fenton and Don Bolduc's uh, apparent support for repealing the Seventeenth Amendment, which uh, established the direct election uh, of senators by voters rather than being selected by state legislatures. That interesting. Uh, yeah, that was a century-old policy. Um, you know, certainly uh, foreign policy, there are some differences. Uh, Bolduc being perhaps the most hawkish 
uh, Fenton, the most isolationist, but you know, the, uh, and the most adamant about trying to disrupt politics as usual. But you know, a lot of this race has really been about sort of positioning and in and, and different styles, and it's really been run against the incumbent, mm-hmm. which is which is not uncommon given the political circumstances. And Josh, support for for former President Trump still at the center of many Republican races here and around the U.S. How how did Trump come up in, in the debate this week? Well, the the uh, the FBI's execution of its search warrant was certainly a topic that that they addressed. Uh, some um, candidates, Fenton, Bolduc, have called initially for the elimination of the FBI. Uh, Don Bolduc's kind of backed off that stance a bit, but from every candidate, you know, some degree of skepticism of the FBI and the legitimacy of the action taken against uh, former President Trump. Uh, Candidates were also asked if they wanted Donald Trump to run in 2024, and I thought this was interesting. They were fairly coy about this, lots of equivocation. I mean, Kevin Smith predicted that if Trump did win, it would be in a landslide, and that was perhaps the most um, enthusiastic direct response about whether they wanted Trump to run when asked if they wanted Trump's uh, support in this race, uh, all uh, indicated that they would welcome that. And, and, you know, given the circumstances, you can understand why. Yeah. Now, uh, Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, was in New Hampshire this week. He he also had some thoughts on the FBI search um, of Trump's home. What was he saying, Josh? Well, he said the public deserved to know more about what the Department of Justice was seeking there. But Pence also called on Republicans not to uh, attack law enforcement, particularly rank and file uh, members of law enforcement. Uh, you know, he sort of said uh, the idea of getting rid of the FBI was akin to, you know, calls from liberals to defund the police. And he said that, you know, Republicans, you know, were the party of law and order. Um, another thing Mike Pence said when he spoke at St. Anselm College in response to a question was that he would potentially consider testifying to the January 6th committee if invited. Um, but Pence also stressed it would be a rarer thing for a former vice president to do so. Um, so that was certainly the news out of Mike Pence's trip here. Yeah. He also, um, you know, he also did the sorts of things that uh, that candidates considering presidential runs do. I mean, he made the stop at Politics and Eggs where he spoke. He um, tried to boost some local candidates, state Senate candidates. Uh, you know, he traveled the state south to north. He uh, talked about remembering when the old man in the mountain fell and, uh, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, being the first time north of the notch. So there was kind of a little bit of a pandering there. But, um, you know, he networked with activists and, uh, you know, he did the sorts of things that, that candidates, uh, potential mm-hmm. candidates do. And he wasn't he the only. He talked up the, uh, the first in the nation primary status he as did, well. He did. He did. I mean, yeah. he said that for him. And, you know, that's a way, you know, given the given the lack of certainty whether Democrats are going to endorse New Hampshire going first next time. That's a way. It's a good message to sort of go after Democrats. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, he said New Hampshire for him is first in the nation full stop paragraph. So he could be a copy editor there if, if this doesn't pan out. But he wasn't the only, yeah. you know, Tom Cotton, uh, another potential person running in, in 2024, the Arkansas senator, he was here. He was at a GOP golf tournament fundraiser and, and also made the rounds with, with local activists. And we will, I'm sure, be seeing much more of, of them and, and others. Uh, Josh Rogers, NHPR's senior political reporter. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome, Ray. It is Morning Edition here on NHPR. We are recapping this week's news. If you've got some questions for our reporters and what's going on around the state, please email us, voices at nhpr.org. I want to turn to New Hampshire's Attorney General. This uh, this story here about John Formella. He's demanded the resignation of an ele- elections official in Laconia. This following a state review of what, what that found some ballots were double counted and others were not counted at all during the 2020 election. Nancy West is the founder of the New Hampshire Center for Public Interest Journalism. She's been reporting on this and she joins us now via Zoom. Welcome, Nancy. 
Oh, happy to be here. Uh, Nancy, what do state officials say happened in Laconia's Ward 6 during the 2020 election? Why, why has Formella asked the ward's moderator to resign? Rick, the attorney general essentially called the Laconia Ward 6 election record keeping a train wreck. As you mentioned in the 2020 elections, there were 179 ballots that went uncounted because they weren't discovered until the 2021 city elections, sitting in the side compartment of a ballot collection box. The investigation also found that the moderator and another election official failed to understand the basic procedure for counting write-in votes. Instead of hand counting only write-in votes, they counted all the votes on the ballots that had a write-in vote resulting in dozens of ballots being counted twice. Hmm. Now, now it should be said that, that the AG's office found that there was no evidence of foul play or voter fraud. They determined the mistakes did not affect the outcome of a race. What did the Secretary of State, Dave Scanlon, say about what happened? Uh, Dave Scanlon said, like most voter problems in New Hampshire, it was human error. There was nothing to indicate any voter fraud or anything illegal. And, uh, there's a, a lot of blame here, I know, from, from the state on local uh, election officials. <laughs> Uh, the AG's office, you know, they hold training sessions, and they've done that in the past for moderators, but this training isn't mandatory. That's my understanding. Are there more training sessions to come from the state before the midterms? Actually, Dave Scanlon um, attended the first training session yesterday in Wolfboro. There'll be a dozen more training sessions throughout the state so that there will be plenty of opportunity for local election officials to get up to speed on what they need to know. Dave Scanlon says these are very well attended. Yesterday in Wolfboro, there were over a hundred election officials sitting in to learn how to do things correctly. And most elections are handled correctly. This, uh, you know, Dave Scanlon will say, "This this was unusual, this was an aberration. What happened in Laconia Ward 6? Uh, that's, that, that may be true, but we are seeing more instances of, of some people in, in, in towns. I'm, I'm thinking of Wyndham, of course, recently, the most recent uh, example here in New Hampshire, uh, of people contesting um, uh, results and pointing to occasional uh, miscounts as uh, evidence of widespread fraud. Isn't that true? Well, it, I wouldn't call it fraud because they're calling it the officials insist these are all <coughs> human, <coughs> excuse me, human error. Besides Wyndham, we also had some questions raised that caused a um, lengthy investigation in Bedford as well. In every case that was d- very detailed in their investigation, human error was really the reason was really the cause. Are, are we seeing, or can we expect more, though, as, as we go through the midterms here and, and get into 2024? Well, you never know. Um, the Secretary of State said every year we need to have polls, mo- we need to have moderate moderators, special moderators at the polls when there have been questions raised. Usually there's one or two such 
the need for such investigators. This year we'll have three. We'll have, because of the Ward 6 in Laconia, Bedford, and also, as you mentioned, in Windham. I, I, I'm wondering if, if, if you know, th these trainings, which are not mandatory, if we are seeing well-attended well trainings, we're going to see more of that. Is there going to be more emphasis on that? Are, are towns being encouraged to send moderators and other officials in, in for these trainings? Well, I think they're always encouraged to um, send people to be trained. But I think if, you know, just given the high publicity for all of these three cases, I think you'll find that most of the local city and um, town officials will make sure they send people to get the appropriate training. And as the Secretary of State says, there's so much leaning on volunteers and you know human beings that you're bound to have some human error. The important thing is to root it out, to find out, to investigate when these questions are raised, and, and to be transparent, to do about better it. in yeah, yeah and, and yeah. be transparent. We have to leave uh, it there. Uh, Nancy West is the founder of the New Hampshire Center for Public Service Journalism. Nancy, thank you. Thank you. You can find more of her coverage at indepthnh.org, and you can find more of our political coverage in general at nhpr.org. I'm Rick Anley. This is NHPR.